0: Welcome to Kush Chat.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Kush Chat with your host, Keon Torres. So was it election day? Is it going to be election week? Or is it going to be election month? Who the fuck knows? Anyway, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in each and every Thursday for Kush Chat. We have an amazing guest for you this week. He is a film director and he is the CEO of iMatic Films. And before we get to the interview, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. Tell the world who you are and what you do.
0: I'm Cristiano Evans, president and CEO of iMatic Films, and I am the executive director of a production and also camera and also cinematography for uh, iMatic Films.
1: Sweet, bro. Let's talk about how we first met. You cast me in the film The Radius, <laughs> where I played the character Nico. Tell me how all that shit came together.
0: Oh, man, I tell you, I landed in New York and, uh, you know, I had been doing film for a minute, but, I, you know, just the energy and the hustle in New York makes you want to do work. So, you know, I was just walking in Times Square, and, you know, I just thought of this this concept because I seen that there's a lot of people just hustling and going. And I said a lot of people have been to New York don't understand, like, the culture of New York. So yeah. I wanted to do a film that, you know, kind of, you know, in in kind of integrates that that hustle, and also you know, some people who come to New York don't make it out right, and some return and make it better. So I wanted to find that out. And then when I met you, when I had to start doing casting, you know what I mean? I said, "Oh, he's she's that's the right dude right here. So he's the right dude for the job." So that's how that kind of came about. I mean, you just immediately I knew. I mean, because there was other people trying to get that role. But immediately, like as soon as we kind of connected to talk, I said, I hardly need to look no more. My
1: <laughs> no, and I really gotta thank you for that because that really prepared me for like other films like I started doing. Cause I really, you know, after that, I really started like doing more acting shit. You know, just like, yo, if it wasn't for Chris, yo, I'll be <laughs> fucking lost. But I was like really well prepared for like any set I was on. So I gotta thank you for that, brother. Oh,
0: no, appreciate no brave hey, 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 listen. Listen, we each one teach one. You know what I mean? Oh, Just, yeah. you know, everything is in God's plan. So uh, when I met you, I knew, hey, j- you were ready. Like it's not like <laughs> it's not like I did too much. Like you know, everything, everything I actually do. In fact, you you were on. Not you were before on time. I said, hey, we're gonna be there at seven o'clock. You were at six <laughs> forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, this dude is not playing. I said. So it was easy to teach. It's easy to teach somebody who's teachable. So facts. Oh you know, fact,
1: yeah. And for those who don't know, you also shot two of my music videos, and I got to thank you for that also. So, is not going to
0: work with you, boy.
1: <laughs> hell yeah, bro. Hell
0: yeah, bro. But let's talk yeah. about
1: what's going on right now. You have this film called Baggage Red, yeah. and I've seen the trailer for it. I haven't seen the full thing yet. I will over the weekend. But yeah, from what I've seen in the trailer, it looks pretty fucking intense. Please talk about it.
0: Okay, so this is is it is an amazing film, actually. I, I cannot lie. Um, it's it's a major uh, step up to a couple of things that we were doing, and in in line with other things we're doing. But okay, so the basic the film was filmed in Sorrento, Italy, and a place called uh, Massa L'Abrenza, and also <laughs> oh, you like that, right? Yeah, also- That's fresh. And also London, UK. So we filmed this in, uh, and also Napoli, Italy as well. So we filmed this in like maybe three cities in, uh, sorry, four cities in two countries. And Damn. it's a very intense, it's, it's it's a drama thriller. And what it has in it, it talks about, okay, it's like three stories locked into one. It talks about one of how the appearance of people can you know can divert you from actually knowing what's going on in the background. You know, you see somebody with a fresh, you know, a fresh box, but you don't know how they got that mobock. You may think, yeah. oh, you know, they just know. They, they you know, it could be generational that they got it, but the how they got it, their family could have done some murders or killed, they did something in the background that you would never know. That they're driving down, looking fat, and you're like, "I want that," and but but you really don't. You don't don't understand the background. So this story talks about that. It talks about generational curses, generational curses, lies, and how to redeem yourself from it. In the truth, and the story uh, has three main great actors: um, one is C.J. Stussy, um, Lucia Caparazzo, um, and Louis Hall. is from actually from London. So we have an international cast. Uh, CJ is from California, and Louis is from London, and uh, Lucia is from Rome. It's mm. a, yeah, Damn. so we yeah we, exactly, and we filmed it in Bras, uh, 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 you know, in, in Sorrento, and so you know it was the background of it is just amazing. We have a lot of good footage from a lot of places that people have never gone before, never seen, have never seen uh, Italy's or Sorrento or Napoli or even London you'll see a lot of those B-rolls in there and a lot of the, lot of the scenes are in there. And so we put this together, I, you would not believe, and we, we did a, a three-month shoot of this film in four weeks. Damn. And we pushed it, I mean, every single day we were filming, literally weekend and weekend, weekdays and weekends. No, nah, I know how you work,
1: Chris. I know how you work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know me too well, dog.
1: Sir, <laughs> so, what's the difference between working with like American actors and foreign actors?
0: Um, I think there's not much of a difference, but I tell I'll tell you this much though. Um, in in every case that I've worked with American actors, I've worked with European actors, I've worked with actors from different parts of the country. All of all every actor I've worked with has the same concept, and that is that they are professional and they're hungry. Mm. So I was the people that I've worked with have always been professional and hungry. They've been hungry for the, they've been hungry for the, uh, the art. You know, they they study their craft. They really know the, and they really study, and they always bring something extra to um, the actual part, like you did. You know, you bring extra to the part. I, I will explain the part. I explain you the bio of the part. But the person who's actually, you know, actually doing the acting would literally, you know, know what they're doing. And then there's expanded. They just, just push it to another level. And that's what every that's what I, I noticed about any actor. It doesn't really matter what country they're from. There's really not much of a difference in regards to that. Um, some work under pressure better and some because it depends on the uh, the, the set. But most sets you go to are going to be intense, you know, so. Mm-hmm they're mostly are intense people period so you have to just kind of lay back and let them do their thing but it's, there's really not that much of a difference in my experience it's just been very uh hungry people who want to really show their art show their arts and crafts into to the world
1: sweet why should people check out baggage red
0: oh my gosh if you ever been through a situation where you know you felt like Something's wrong in my life, but I don't know what it is. Or, <laughs> <laughs> I can't really figure this crap out. Like for real, things are just happening, and I don't, you know. And you know, you ever, you ever have parents? I mean, you got parents, but what I mean by that is, you ever been through something in your life and you sit back and go, "Wait a minute, something's not right here." Like I'm not doing anything wrong, but nothing's working for me, mm. or, or. Or, this, or, or just on the flip side, like, everything's working for me, but I've almost done nothing to deserve this. You know, Like, oh, that was God. No, and that's not always God. Sometimes you are benefited and privileged from things that have been given to you, you know, that you, never, you don't even deserve. And then when you look at the background, it's not always what you think. Yeah, you know, Think about some of the richest people that, you know, that worked this, walked this earth. All of their riches all didn't, have, didn't come from something good. You know, think about the transatlantic slave trade. Their companies who are well, million zillionaires right now, or billionaires, or billionaires off this off the uh backs of slaves. Yeah. You, know, you dig deep enough in some of those companies, you'll say, Oh my God, they were slave traders. So they're rich, not because of, you know. They you know they just somehow you know pull the stuff on the bootstrap, but they 've used people and killed people and all kind of stuff to get there so this movie talks about the lies that people go through to try to get there and how to redeem those lies by going by using truth. Truth is the element that kills lies, you know as you know love kills evil, so you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's and it's the backstory behind that about how mothers treat their boys and will sometimes allow their boys to do things. The same, they'll protect their boys, should I say that? Protect their boys, they'll protect their, feet, their their daughters too. But it's that special bond between mother and son, uh, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm same, saying? S-
1: yeah. Same with like daughters and fathers.
0: Exactly. Same yeah. with daughters and fathers, and that's a piece of that's in there too, because the you know uh, the 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 arts. Let me see, Olivia and what is it? Livy and Jack. Well, they are married, so Jack has a different. Relationship with her, with his mother, as you know, Livy has the same kind of relationship with her father. You'll see the protection of her father saying, Just Get away from her because, you know, I can't tell you the story of the movie. No, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically, it's the same, it's that dynamic. It's a family story, it talks about truth and lies, and it has some really Really uh, dynamic flips to, to the script. And you're going to be pretty surprised. You know, you're like, oh, I thought it was going this way. And with went that way. You know, traditionally, you know everything before the movie ends, but this one you would not know. It's intriguing.
1: That's definitely what's special about certain movies. It just has that ending that just leaves you like, damn. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and a lot of films today they don't like have that like cliffhanger anymore. It's yes. just you know straightforward, and it's yeah. just you know it's rare to watch a movie that's yeah. just gonna leave you like damn after watching it.
0: Yes, and this this one definitely has that. <laughs> and <even laughs> actors were like, oh my gosh, is ending like this? You know, they and you know they still were surprised of you know how we flip things you know in and out that way. And the cin- the cinematography on it is is it's really outstanding. We went with the whole Sony platform on for our you know for our camera and I'm my cinematographer and my uh, um co-director is Roberto Russo he's from um Massa La prensa he's from basic Sorrento area and his eye for you know visualization is amazing. You're gonna see a lot of you know colors and dark colors and light colors. And, you know, a good eye, some eye candy on there as far as, you know, people who are really into the arts and who like good film and like good, you know, visuals. So it's, it's, yeah, it has some good music in there too. So it's, it's a full movie. It's not just something you should say, you listen, listen to the people. You should get a good draft of everything. It has addiction and talks about addiction and everything. So, you know, so I, I can't tell a whole story, but it has a lot of elements in that you would be surprised and when you connect those dots, you say, Oh my gosh, I never thought of that. You know, well, this connects here. So yeah.
1: Sweet, yeah. bro. Sweet, bro. Tell me about your upbringings. Where were you born and raised?
0: I was born and raised, I was born in Washington, DC. Uh originally born in Washington DC. Um, uh, raised in the DMV, like we call it the DMV. Um, but I've been, you know, basically raised in different different states as well. So I mean, I've lived in Boston, Massachusetts. Shout out to Boston. Um, I've lived in Tampa, Florida. Shout out to Tampa, Florida. Um, I've lived, shoot, Annapolis, Maryland, um, and I grew up um, in Fort Washington, Maryland, as well. I went to Friendly High School, Bowie State University. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've been, I've been a lot of places. Then I traveled overseas, you know, and lived in Italy, Napoli, and I lived in the, those places, spending. So many countries—London and Copenhagen, and just uh, Netherlands. I've been to a lot of countries, visited a lot of countries, and lived in parts of the world. The world. That's why my my visuals are are just kind of out of the world because I don't just you know stick to one area and say this is the place to be and this is how life is. When you go to other places, you grow. So mm. yeah. So that's that's what I've done in, in my
1: life. And you're still in Italy right now. Right? I'm in Italy
0: right now. Yes, Napoli, Italy.
1: Shit, what is it like being a black man in?
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's 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 fine. You know, I have to speak Italian, Italiano now. So it's it's amazing. But I've been up to, you know, different places. So I think the common thread that connects us all is just humanity. You know, you have mm. to know how to deal with people. And to be quite honest with you, you you almost like. You know, seen as a celebrity, or as if you're American, because you know the culture of America. You know about the uh, history of, of Italy and America. How Italy, liber- I mean, America, it liberated Italy in the, in the in Second World War. So they have a, a kind of a good relationship with the United States. Um, you know, and uh, so it's you know, so I don't, I go around. You know, it's 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 really just Italians. You know, there's very little diversity. But, you know, again, if your mindset is not thinking about those kinds of things and you can just flow they, and you say, oh, they get to know the person, nobody really cares. You know, so it's, it's different. The culture is different. Business practices are different. Um, but, you know, I come back and forth from the United States uh, as well because I got, you know, residency there as well. So I go back and forth. But Italy is dope. Italy is dope. It really is. Really, most beautiful country I've ever been to. Like Sweet. Any restaurants you recommend? Oh my gosh, every restaurant. Shoot, <laughs> I mean, every is the best food I've ever tasted in my life. You know, I love, I love Italian food. My wife cooks the best Italian food. Shout out to my wife, Madalena Bolisa, and every I gotta tell you, it's the best food you ever. I mean, the original. I mean, they're of the originators of pizza. Monopoly. So I get the original pieces, like not American piece. No, no disrespect. Not that ninety nine cents <laughs> pizza. pizza. <laughs> the the, the dried piece of the bodega in New York. But, but I'm talking about literally the, the real deal, where they put it in the um the steril stove um, under with wood, brick stoves with wood, and comes out with the you know the burnt on top and the cheese. Oh, I'm getting hungry already. I'm uh, thinking.
1: Oh man, hell yeah! Um, I'm smoking. I'm getting the
0: munchies. Uh, <laughs> the seafood is delicious. I mean, because it comes direct directly out the Mediterranean Sea, and it you know blue nice. waters waters blue. Oh, it's, it's a beautiful place. I can, cannot lie. It's very shout out to Italiano. Mi amore, mi amore, Italiano. Oh man, what got you into directing film? Well, I mean, I used to be in a lot of. Uh, you know, I was back in this actually from the late nine, early nineties to late nineties. I was in a lot of music videos, like with Big Daddy Kane and you know, like Orange Juice Jones and um, uh, my, term- my friend of mine, Turk Stevens, is the one who turned me on some of those things. But I did a lot of videos with those guys, and then I started going on to. Um, Not just video sets, but, you know, small movie sets and large movie sets. And I found that I wanted to be behind the camera because I used to get approached, you know, when I was younger to be on shows all the time. I used to get approached. I would just be sitting there. and The guys would go, hey, could you you want to be on our show, BT? I'm like, no, not really. I'm working right now. (laughs) But I did get approached not because I'm something special, but it just was amazing. It was like, you know, God was pulling me that way the whole time. Say, hey, yo. This is where you should go, and it was just behind the scenes I was more intrigued with. So you now I started to, you know, not only, you know, be in some of those programs. I started to actually look at the cameras. Like I wanted to get into the camera work and stuff like that. And then after, like you know, during the two thousands, I mean, I was doing videos and stuff like that at churches and, and sound, sound at churches and stuff like that. And then I just started recording, and then I found I had a good eye for it. You know, with photography and videography. So I just began to start recording things. And before you know it, I'm doing, people ask me, can you record this? Can you do that? Like, sure. Then before, you know that, before I knew that, I'm like, I'm just going to go all the way into this. And I, started, I went back to school, went to um, uh, Shaw Academy for and photography, graduated, got my degree with that. So I just said, I'm just going to go off. And that's when I started just doing films and videos and stuff. And then, that's when I became, when I, then I moved to New York and I met you. That was another level of film, so I started going doing more films there too and then it's just it 's taken off like crazy so that's how I kind of got into it and it 's still moving it 's really still moving in fact we 've had to grow we went from b c f basically uh, Black Cherokee film to now i films by you know connecting together with other professionals now we're kind of we're worldwide and we have projects that like crazy now so yeah, so it's, it's been an amazing journey so far. Sweet.
1: Anybody in particular who influenced you?
0: I would say, to be quite, quite honest with you, um, Quentin Tarantino. Um, Hell yeah. Because if you look at his cinematography, he's raw. I mean, he has a raw. I mean, my, it, I wouldn't say it's like his by no means, but I, I love like his, uh, his detail. Like, he's so detail-oriented. And he's he's a historic history buff, too. People don't even know that. He goes back and finds details to make sure things are just as accurate as possible. And that's what I try to do with films. Um is do that. Of course there's other, you know, Kubriak and and um a few other guys that I like too, but those are, those are the ones that influenced influence me the most. Um is is really is just Tarantino and I love his films. There's a lot of other, uh directors that I like too. I even I leave love the directing of um Clint Eastwood. I mean, he's with this outstanding job of storytelling. He does a good story. He can do storytelling without using subtitles and captions or anything. He could just I'm sorry, sub subtitles. And he does an amazing job. I love his his stuff too. So it's quite a few and um it's some you know honorable mentions there. Um from what's like it's uh, Malcolm Lee. He did he did a good job. And one got I think the one that did Best Man, Best Man, he does I like the way he storytells as well. So yeah, it's so just, I would say those three in in the nutshell, you know. Sweet, bro, sweet. What sparks your
1: creative process?
0: What sparks people? Do people do? Like, I mean, I would I would basically be somewhere and think be thinking about something, and someone can basically do something or say something in a way that triggers a thought, and then it turns into it turns into a big process of like a universal thought, and like how could this or this situation affect everybody. Like, my stories are human stories. So I don't like look to try to, you know, make up things, you know, out of, out of the air, just pull things out of my butt. Like, I literally, like, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? I'm like, it has to be something yeah. human that people, when people watch it, I want them to see themselves in that role. You understand? I want them to see themselves like, oh, that could be me, you know? And so it's the human um, experience that basically makes me feel like I can write something to really, because that's why, if you look at all my stories, if you, you'll see that the names of them, you know, have some significance to something with people, dealing with people. Baggage Red, you know. I have another film mm-hmm. coming out called uh, When the Withered wither Leaf Awakens. Like, you know, you, don't know mm-hmm. when you think about something like that, but it makes you think about those things. Because I have uh, another one coming out called um, uh, Pink Jealousy. So you, you know, like, what does that? What does that mean? Everything has a basically significance to a person or
1: people that's interesting because i feel like titles of movies are really important especially if it's like a title like that and it's just like leaves like the person like wondering like what could this be possibly about right. and like yeah but it still lures them in and not only that it's also like movie posters too i feel like movie posters are also very important and the baggage red movie poster is fucking you did a great Thank job you. on well that,
0: appreciate so. that yeah
1: hell yeah shit what advice would you give like, to a young, aspiring film director?
0: To not be afraid to take chances. Like, you know, I think, especially now, because there's so many uh, cinematographers out there, it's so many people publishing movies and stuff, that people think that, you know, I have to go and go to school and do all these things. I have to get a bachelor's, master's, and then I got to go, you know, do this. I got to do that. I said, no, take whatever you have. Take your, your cell phone. And it's just a freaking filming, you know. You don't have to be a, a professional writer, and as you know, it's it, basically you write the vision and make it plain. You write it down. Hey, I want to do this. You, you just go do it. And you know, that's I, any young person. Use your phone. Use your phone. Use if it's an Android, iPhone. Right now, iPhones. There's some iPhones and Android phones now that can basically shoot just like my freaking red cameras that I use. That I, Yo, yeah, yeah, ten thousand dollar red cameras but they could use their phone and if someone has done it already, you know, filmed the entire feature film with a freaking iPhone. So, you know, don't be afraid to take chances and, you know, what if you can film it, film it. Whatever you can think of, film it. You know, if you think it's going to affect people, in a, I'll say in a positive way and sometimes in a negative way. In the negative way, what I mean by that is, if it affects people in a negative way to make them think to do something better, then film it. You know what I mean? Facts. Just like, it's that yeah. easy. It's like, oh, man, I shouldn't film that because they're going to think, you know, I'm this or that. Well, you just you just lost your opportunity because if you thought about it, it means you need to film it. So I would tell, <laughs> you know, any young person just, you know, take take chances, step out there and do it. You know, when you you know, when you have a vision, people will follow it. You know what I mean? If you put it out there, then people will follow it. you you'll be very surprised. So, you know, if you, have, if you have a hunger for it and a passion for it, you, you do it. You know, and don't let nothing and nobody stop you. Because people you're gonna have haters out there, naysayers, you're gonna have people not gonna to go to trash your stuff. Don't don't let nothing stop you from getting your vision out. That's why I would definitely tell every young person out there, you know, if it's going to if you say some people learn differently. Some people learn they have to go to school to get the tools. Some don't. Yeah. You know, there's courses on YouTube, there's courses online that you can go to. There's you just going to a film set and just, you know, hey, I want to volunteer my time on the film set to learn. That's what I did too. You know, you paid my dues, learned what I had to learn. And I was like, I had enough. I can go. And so, you know, take chances, be relentless, don't be afraid. Step out there, you know, let God lead you and do your thing. True that.
1: But why do you think like a lot of people are afraid to take chances? Oh,
0: man, that's a good question. I'm fear. I mean, you know, fear of the unknown, fear of failure. Fear of um, people talking about them, insecurity.
1: But where does that like fear come from?
0: I mean, you know, some of it comes from what they see. You know, people see things, or and, and sometimes what people say, or said to them. You got to understand this. This is actually what baggage red is talking about. If somebody told you, you you gonna be successful all your life," that's all they said to you from a, from birth. You're not gonna have no fear because. When you get to a certain age, people can say, "Oh, oh, you, 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 garbage, you just, huh?" No, I don't know about that. I mean, I've been told all my life, and some some kids yeah. have been told they're trash, you, you garbage, you all this from child upward. They've had to fight through so much just to, you know, get to a certain level. And why, you know, that's why some dudes out there, you know, turn into street violence and and drugs. You know, I'm talking about, you know, selling and doing all that. It's because they don't know find they can't find their way out any other kind of way, and this it starts at childhood, man. Everything starts from childhood. Yeah.
1: And not only that, you do you, some successful people as well. They just get lost and they end up doing like hardcore fucking. Drugs exactly. And
0: shit. Exactly. They can have a lot of money, but they have no character and they have no soul. You know what I mean? They have to find a way to, you know, to justify, you know, why they have what they have. You know, you got to love yourself, number one. You have to find a way to love yourself, man. You get, you need to be guided some kind of way, but you gotta love yourself enough to say, you know what? I don't care, screw what everybody else says. I'm gonna do this because I know I could do it. And if you fail, try again. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Say <laughs> so nothing gonna stop you. You know what I'm saying? Like look back at Joe all the way up. Like you know, continue. You just gotta believe in yourself. You gotta, you know, I ain't like trying to sound preachy or nothing, but you do. You do. You, you gotta. gotta you got to fight your way through stuff. You know what I mean? They, as hard as people want to go to tear you down, you got to be hard enough to fight through it. You know what I mean? You got to think exactly. of yourself like I'm a, I'm a brick. Like I'm a brick. And so you could throw something at me. It may hurt me for a minute. In fact, let's be real about it. Some things people say will hurt you. But you got to reflect on that and say, why are they attacking me after nothing to them? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, fact? exactly. And I feel like not only that, it's just you know it 's good sometimes to reinvent yourself well,
0: absolutely as well. every artist that 's out there has had to reinvent themselves. almost every artist had to do that because times change. you have to reinvent yourself to make yourself better and you make yourself you know relevant to the times you know and and that don 't mean selling out I mean just reinventing to be relevant to, to be successful and to be able to you know, attract, uh, you know, the things that you need to to come to your life. And not only that, what's more more important than anything is so you, you know, can be effective in whatever you do. You know what I mean? It's like you're not going to use the same tires on your car for for 10 years. You won't be able to do that. So you got to (laughs) You know what I mean? So when things wear down, you got to reinvent, you know what I'm saying? You can't. I mean you can like see wearing nineties clothes from the nineties in two thousand twenty. <laughs> Some people still do it. <laughs> that's there with that you know, you know, and you know, that's cool and all, but at the same time, like this two thousand twenty. I mean, you know, you might wanna might wanna switch that up a little bit, player, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh shit. Do you think movie theaters are gonna go extinct? No. Especially with the whole pandemic going on, oh, you Never. think it's gonna re-flourish? It will.
0: It will. I I have confidence in that. You know, this. Let me tell you something. This is a great opportunity for filmmakers right now, and people don't see it that way, because you have more avenues to get your film seen than any time in life ever in life. Because you have other platforms that are springing up faster than water. I mean, start started with Netflix because of you know, Blockbuster went down the drain. So you have Netflix, then Hulu, and then Amazon Prime, and then we have millions of other places. I just gave them plugs, but I'm not getting paid for it. But <laughs> you have all of these platforms that you can get your film out now that people can see right at home. They're watching uh, basically Hollywood films on your phone on a daily basis now. So there's a bigger opportunity yeah. for you to step out there and be independent and do these things. But the the experience at a movie theater will never die. It will never die. It's going to change because people have access to things. But people, you know, understand we are independent on each other. We love still being in that atmosphere. We still still love being in people. Most of the time people go to movie theaters and rustic in theaters because they want to be around the people, too. They want the experience, you know what I mean? Yeah. They still want the oohs and ahs and, you know, like some black people talk a lot in movie days. But look, which I'm serious, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll pop my, my dry popcorn and butter all over my face. and You know what I mean? Give my candy and stuff because it's the experience. It's going out. It's You still go on dates. You go on dates, you go to the movies, you know, go to the movies with your lady. You still, that still is going to be there. You know, it's not always going to be, you know, uh you know let I me mean? see amazon and chill or or they say netflix to chill you're gonna want to go out so it's not going it's not going anywhere anytime
1: that is very true that is very fucking true shit and it's crazy because you just see like the evolution of film and it just keeps growing and growing and now you know everything's like you know streaming digitally on like you said Netflix, Hulu and a bunch of other platforms. What do you think is gonna be like the next Frontier of film. Next
0: frontier of, of film. You well, know, that's a, that's kind of a vast question because you got to understand, like, there are more avenues now. Yeah, okay. So let, let me say, let me say this, and this is because of, I've, I've studied it, not because I, uh, I think I'm just so some great revelation. But the next wave of films are going to be short films. It's not not just feature mm-hmm. films because feature films take a long time to do. Like, or you can do a quick one, but if you want to do. A good job. It takes a lot, especially as an independent filmmaker. It takes a lot. You film it, but you still then have to get it edited. You still have to do your closed captioning. You still have it's a million things you have to do. But but as Hell a yeah. short film artist or, or short film um, you know conglomerate, you can shoot that film, edit it quickly, and get it put up and sell it or give it out for free, or you know, put it to film festivals to You know, that's how one of the is quite a few people who have done film festivals, won awards and then got a big contract with Hollywood or somewhere in New York as well. So I think the next frontier will be, you know, you will see a lot. Even movie theaters will start featuring short films. You're going to see that.
1: I 100 percent agree with that because it's just like music. A lot of people have short attention spans as well. So they don't want to see like a long ass two hour to three hour movie anymore. It's, you know. The shorter the better same thing with like a music like same thing with like a music album uh a lot of songs now are like 10 tracks probably less than that like eight tracks and it's just you know it used to be like 17 to 25 you know a lot of people these days have short attention spans which is you know i guess the way because things move so fast so i guess people have like no time to like sit and just watch or, like a two hour right. exactly
0: so i mean that, that wave is going to be talking about app related, even app related fi- um, filming. People are going to be watching on their apps. Hey, I can watch it a, a thirty minute film for lunch real quick, and on my app. You know what I mean? So you can have digital apps, which is which are out there right now too. So there's is so many opportunities for filmmakers right now. It's ridiculous. So it's, it's I wouldn't say the negative side, but I'm trying to say the positive way that it's ever growing. It's not changing. It's, it's building. And so it's plenty of room for plenty of people because, you know, if you have an idea, you know, someone told me this is a very true, I've read a book by uh, by Dr. Miles Monroe. He said, you know, what would you, I'm going to ask you, Keon, what what is the richest place on the planet? What is, I mean, literally, what is the richest place? Said to me, imagination. imagination. That's good. But the richest place in the planet is in the grave, (laughs) the graveyards. Oh, that's even deeper. (laughs) There are people who have, you know what I mean? Have visions that they never got out. They die with those things, and so, you know, so that's what I mean as far as if you got a vision, get it out. Don't, don't, you know, just keep it to yourself. And right, I know some people have read books and has filming ideas and all type of you know ideas, but they just have it all in their book. And they just put it away. Poetry, all kind of stuff. and never published that stuff. And some of that stuff could have helped somebody else, you know, the generation before, or even that, they in their generation. And So, you know, I mean? you, you know you're yeah. a millionaire in your head before it becomes, you know, before it becomes, you know, what, what am I trying to say? You're a millionaire in your head, your heart before it manifests. So you have to do something to get it out in order to get that, get to that point.
1: Exactly, and I can totally relate to that because in my head, I feel like I have like so many creative ideas just going and going. And I'm pretty sure you go through this too, where you feel like you have a fucking oh, factory going God, on. God, you
0: day. have no idea. Like, uh, you know, just again, just getting this one film out. I mean, see, I'd be honest with you, and and think about this. Even in getting that stuff out, it wasn't a, it wasn't a kickwalk You didn't just start becoming an artist. You didn't just be, you, you, know, you you paid your dues. It was some some hard times to get. Point, you know, so Hell yeah, when a, you know when you get your vision and you want to step out there, it's not gonna be an easy cake walk, you know what I mean? It's not like okay, it's gonna be everything's just gonna be conquerory, just expect a fight, but fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I put your gloves on, put your big boy pants on, and say, Okay, let's do this. But when after, when it's all said and done, you're gonna be victor, victorious in it, and then you can look back and say, That made me stronger. Now I know what to do next. So when you go for those next things to do you know, rather it's film or, or, or music or whatever, it's like, yo, I could do this. I don't, I don't went through that fire already. So now I got fire and ice to deal with, let's go. And once you do that, you now, you can start you know, really building and, and having trust in yourself that, okay, it's going to work out no matter what it looks like, you know, and that, that's how you get through your mm-hmm. haters, you know, I, I hear you, but I'm telling you, I've done this before.
1: <laughs> so, I- exactly. You know what's the thing about haters? They just hate because they want to do what you do. Or not only that, they just want to like, they want to have your drive. They want to have your ambition, but yeah. they're afraid.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's something that that you have to deal with in life. That's just life. You know what I mean? And you have to. Yeah. Y- the thing is, you cannot internalize it. You can you can say, because who will hurt you the most are the people that are close to you. Not, but not the clowns, oh, and, you yeah. know, and, and the trolls. It's like whatever, you know. I can deal with you, but if you your haters have come close to you or, or are close to you, that's when you have to have enough strength to know this vision came to me. This is what I'm going to do, and I got to step out and do it. You know, and that's especially with film. Ask any filmmaker. Say, man, this it was heartbreaking <laughs> to do this. It was heartbreaking <laughs> to do this because it was so much
1: come up, comes up against you to do it, and whatever it is, you know, what I'm saying, go for it. Hell yeah, bro! All right, last couple of questions. Now I ask every single guest on yeah. the show this question: Are you ready Go for, for this? Have you oh, ever please, smoked? Of weed? Course. What kind of course. <laughs> <What? laughs> you have any funny weed stories? Uh, oh hell
0: yeah! I'm gonna tell you a story. All right. Okay, okay <laughs> let me tell you the story. But it's it's funny. I'm telling you. I'll tell you I'll give, I'm gonna give you a prerequisite. It's funny because nobody had a clue. So okay, so. This is when I was like 16 years old, man. This is a long time ago. So I was in the basketball court with my boys. We were out with smoking. Everybody had something. Somebody had some hemp. Somebody had some weed. Somebody had some dust. They were just smoking stuff, and I didn't have anything, right? <laughs> so what did I do? Uh, I went crushed up some. I went and crushed up some leaves, some dried up leaves, and put them in the paper. Like, oh man, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I said like, you idiots. no, know they were smoking leaves from a palm tree or something. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Shit. That's all that's the that's the funniest I've ever seen. Where everything else is just relevant, you know, regular stuff, people acting stupid and you know, because you some people get chills, some people start acting crazy, some people yeah, but that was funny. That is that was the funniest to me because they so acting like they were high. Acting like they was, I was sitting there, you clowns are high. That wasn't even weed. That was tree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, that reminds me of one time I was at the like club. This was like years ago, and it's just you know. I was like pouring just like red right, fucking right. juice and like some girl like took it and she was drinking it and she was thinking <laughs> she was fucked up and I'm like, oh, that's just fucking juice. Oh, uh, man. But no, it's, it's people, you man. gotta
0: understand that people just, what the, it goes back to what I was telling you about the movie, dude. It's like, you know, people still need to be around people and want to be accepted and, you know, interdependent on each oh, other. Yeah. So people that do anything to be a part of something that's, you know, you know, yeah, that's just the way that that's the life. That's just life. But you gotta love people, man. You gotta love people.
1: Oh man, that's a fact, bro. That is a fact. Oh shit. What do you want your legacy, oh, my to, legacy
0: be? to be? That I help people. That I like. I brought. Not. I'm, it's not. It's not even about. You know, necessarily about. You know, financial success and you know accolades and kudos and all that stuff. Those are good. They come when you do the right thing. They come when you hustle. They come when you hustle oh, yeah. up and you. You know, you bust your tail and you do, you put out the good product and you know and, and you you know you let your creativity flow. People are gonna give you that. That's that's fine. And the money'll come if you stay grinded as well. So all that'll come. You know, but at the end of the day, all that's 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 superficial. The money will go. Well you know, when you leave yeah. this earth you can't take the money with you. Guess what you have to do. You can't take that nope. accolades and the, and the certificates and degrees or or whatever. You can't take none of this with you. But what you can take with you is what you did for somebody else. When you're dead gone. They'd be like, oh, that dude, man, he really helped me out. That, that brother, he, you know, he it didn't matter what color I was, no matter what culture I was, doesn't matter, you know, what's going on in the world. He still helped me out. And, you know, it made my life better. And so I'm hopefully that I can leave a legacy of that. You know, I helped. People that I've, you know, made this world a little bit better from what I did. That's that's more important to me than anything. Because you know, being a millionaire, I, I'm am pretty I'm pretty good. But when I get to that billionaire status, it's not going to make a difference. So, you know, like that's what I like to leave. You know, my children and everything. Shout out to my boys. So I'm like, you know, so I like everybody and my daughter. Like, I like everybody, but like, yo, my father, he busted tail and he was a good dude. You know what I mean? Or you know. Even with you, if you if I wasn't like one hundred with you, you'd be like, Oh man, I'm coming on my show, that's was a clown. So and you know, <laughs> that's so you wanna be able to, you know,
1: leave that legacy where you've left something or somebody in a better place. Hell yeah, bro. That's beautiful, man. And your children will also pass that down to their generation, to the next generation. And that's very important because unfortunately we live in a very like selfish society. But I do have hope. I'm pretty optimistic about everything. And I believe we will be more selfless as time goes on, especially all, all the crazy <laughs> shit that's been going yeah, on. Yeah, this
0: had to happen. All what's happening now had to happen. So I mean, yeah, boy. we have to be yeah, that's, definitely, that's a whole <laughs> nother conversation, but all this. Did it have to happen necessarily or did it, you know, was it ordained to happen or did it have to happen because we need to wake up? <laughs> those are the, now, you know, those, those are questions that people have to answer. But I know for a fact that it's, this has definitely made people wake up and say, oh, we got more work to do. <clears throat> we fell asleep, sat in the, the, the lazy chair for a minute and thought it was all good. So now this is where more creativity comes. This is how hip hop came to, to be. Every music, blues, yeah. rock, all of it came through bad times. Think about it. When good times, bad times. Hip hop came through the seventies. It was horrible during those years. Look for something new to come Shit, out. Look man. for some new music, a new technology.
1: You know, maybe you, look at look at you. You you just started a crush. this year, well, was this year, right? Yeah, I started this podcast exactly when the pandemic, like you know, like hit really bad, and I was like, you know what? Instead of just sitting in my ass at home, let me stay creative, and that's why I was like, I ordered a mic on Amazon, and I was like, this is it. I'm gonna start interviewing people that I crossed paths with in like my career overall, and now it's Look at I you. have fucking push chat My dog. you're on my fucking my show. My you push through.
0: You kick the door and you kick the teeth in, in that, and that can you push the door open? Now what's happening? Now you blessing everybody else to come your way, homeboy. That's what's up. I'm proud of you man
1: thank you brother and like you said it's all about bringing people together and helping one another so my brother chris where well can you people can go to
0: dot films.com that's i that's e y e m a t i c films plural.com and you can check out our site there or you can go to vimeo on demand slash baggage red you can check out all the information there as well and i think you are going to be on amazon well you know it's on amazon prime but baggage going on Amazon Prime, but to see, to check me out. Just go to imaticfilms.com and uh, you can hit me on the, the contact information there, and I'll get back to you if you have any questions about films, short films, documentaries, music videos, you know, school, whatever, and uh, we can, you know, talk about it and help you out. And, you know, we travel everywhere to film, so it doesn't matter what it is. Short film, large films, whatever. So... Yep, that's where you can hit me at iMedicfilms.com.
1: Sweet, my brother. My brother, Chris, it was a pleasure talking to you, catching up. It was so fucking <laughs> good. This is, was great. Yo, I got to definitely, once all this shit is over, I definitely got to go to Emily. We got to fucking hang out. You got to take me I to the best to trust pasta me. place. I,
0: everything you go to, you step off the plane, you're going to feel like you're fat.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all, you. I'll see you in New York soon. I'll be over there. I know.
1: Hell yeah, bro. You already know. Hit me that's up, love. brother.
0: Much love, Peace. man.